Hey there, it's Craig Ansell from the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. We're about a week away from Halloween. This week's show, episode 177, Why You Should Quit Your Job. Let's talk about that next. I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I've helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your spooky host for episode 177, Why You Should Quit Your Job. (laughs) Okay, enough of the humor. We're about a week away from Halloween, and I thought I'd throw some cool, spooky intro music in and that little background music just for our show. You know, the topic of our jobs can be serious, but it can also be scary. And not the only the fact that you mentioned you have to interview a job and win the job, beat out others, but then you have a job and you don't feel comfortable. You feel disappointed, nervous, scared, you have anxiety, and you might even consider leaving your job, quitting your job. I've heard this feedback from a number of people and even recently, so I've decided to put episode 177 together, Why You Should Quit Your Job. Now, I want to start this off with a disclaimer. I cannot make the decision for you. Whether you should apply for a job, you should interview, you should be hired, say yes, and I cannot make the decision if you should quit your job. That is completely up to you and your unique own circumstances. With that said, I'm going to talk about some top 10 or 12 things that have been brought to my attention recently from a variety of positions, variety of employees, and some people that have left their jobs all over the country because they were unhappy. So let's dive in. Number one on our list, lack of promotional options, lack of promotional support. When you started your job, you might have been happy, you might have been excited about that company, and it just was so overwhelmingly positive to join that team. Well, as time goes on, do you feel that you have the opportunity for promotional options? Do you have the opportunity to go from an individual contributor to a team lead, a supervisor, potentially a manager someday? or even higher than that? If your aspirations seem quashed and you don't have options, this can certainly be one of the number one reasons people leave. Lack of growth or lack of promotional opportunities to advance within your company. Now, segueing into the lack of growth comment. Growth does not always mean that people are looking for a promotional path team lead, supervisor, manager, director, etc. Growth could simply mean inner personal growth. Now, what does it have to do with your job since the job is a professional environment? 
Well, we should grow personally and professionally, in my opinion, with our jobs. So, lack of growth being one of the common complaints, what do you do about that? Well, either the employees, you and I, we can bring them up to our team leads, our supervision and management that we're interested in growing and maybe define you know, a few areas or a few training opportunities to see if the company would be willing to fund those, either partially or fully. Or your leadership could come to you and say, hey, Craig, hey, we're looking at some opportunities here for advancement within the company, and we think there's some areas for growth. What areas do you feel that you're lacking that you might be interested in growing? Or they could turn around and say, Craig, during your annual performance review, you've consistent, consistently been marked with lower scores in these areas, communication, interpersonal skills. We'd like to offer you the opportunity to go to coaching, to go to special online classes so that you can strengthen those areas and improve. So one way is to be that be brought to your attention during your performance review. Another way is for you to bring it up to your management, to your leadership team. Here's another one, though, that is a bit concerning. Unfulfilled promises. This can really hurt you right out of the gate after you're hired and promised these grandiose things. Or it could be something that you were promised over time. You'll have a 90-day review after you're hired, followed by a six-month review, and then an annual review period. When those promises are made and not kept, that can certainly hurt. Now, depending on the size of the company you work for, it could be completely unintentional. It could be simply something that your leadership team, your small company, was unaware of that these dates were promised and have come and gone. It could be that they're just so busy, you're so busy working the nine-to-five job, so to speak, there wasn't any time to look out for advancement and for future conditioning, for future training, future growth. Bringing these unfulfilled promises up in a respectful way to your leadership team might be a way to solve those problems. Once they have time to digest your concerns and review it, maybe they'll come back and say, you know what, you're right. We recognize that we made the following statements publicly or in uh, private meetings with our team members and that we have not fulfilled those. We're going to make a new commitment to come through and to fulfill those promises. We apologize. So I think there's two ways that that could go, but unfulfilled promises certainly can leave a negative tone in your in your mind. Here's another one that's a big one, and really it can hit us on all these topics. Poor communication. Poor communication could mean the lack of communication in itself, just zero radio silence, or it could mean that there is uh, lesser communication than is needed to do your daily job, or even miscommunication, misinformation. That's when you receive information, but it's actually incorrect. It used to be some information's better than none, and that today is still true, provided the information's valid. But if the information's invalid or completely incorrect, causing you to veer off path in your production environment, in your service environment, it's going to hurt you. You're getting farther away from the target, the goal, so to speak. Imagine if you put the wrong address into uh, your Google Maps and you ended up in the wrong place. Now, not only have you used that time and energy and all that fuel to get there, you've got to turn around and redirect yourself to the proper location. So in this case, misinformation, if you will, misdirection, misguidance can harm you and can harm your customers. It can harm your company. So poor communication can take on a number of hats. And part of that, um, part of that leads us into contradicting messages. 
The poor communication part was about misinformation as well, but contradicting messages. Now, you may have a larger company. There may be different players, different leaders in your uh, organization that are that come in and speak to you or send messages out on your communication forums, whether it's Teams or Google Meet or you use something internal that's customized. But if you receive these communications and they're conflicting, it's all the worse. Now, not only do you have one set of directions to follow, and to to try to achieve, but now you've got a conflicting set of directions. Which do you follow? Do both leaders suspect you to get to the same goal following a different set of directions, having contradicting messages? Do the leaders even know that they're both communicating out a set of instructions or messages? Do they even talk to each other? These contradicting messages can really screw up and mess up an organization when it comes to confidence of the employees, confidence of the organization meeting its goals, and definitely when it comes to supporting the end paying customer. Conflicting messages, not only with poor communication, like I said, using the uh, Google Map example and setting in the wrong address, they can not only send you to the wrong location, they can actually cause you to veer off course more than once. At least with the poor communication, you received the wrong message, you went to the wrong address, the wrong location, spent time and fuel getting there, but then you received the correct one and got back to your target, albeit late, but you finally got there. With contradicting messages, instead of the shortest distance between two points being a line, you might have a zigzag approach with these contradicting messages, kind of correcting and redirecting you left, then right, and left, then right as you go up this line towards the ultimate goal, that top point. So that's another story in itself there. Now we get into another touchy subject, and it's misaligned pay. Although pay should be regarded as something that's private and should be unique to individuals, with all these signs out there for hiring pay and then talking about up to rates, like I mentioned in my last show, now hiring up to 15 an hour, now hiring up to 18 an hour, sometimes employees will talk. It's not always appropriate, like I say, and I feel as a business owner and as an employee of a large corporation, it should be protected. However, misaligned pay can be a problem. I feel people should be paid for their worth, for their value. If you're starting out in your first job or one of your first jobs and you have limited experience and limited knowledge and skill set, you would be paid accordingly. You would grow into your role. But if your company maybe is desperate for getting some heads in the door, getting some people there, and they're willing to pay higher just to get people in the door, and you came in at a lower value hourly pay or salary range because you know you, you interviewed, you fought the battle, you won, and they rewarded you accordingly to your abilities, which were beginning and starting to grow. Then they started hiring people at higher rates because they simply needed warm bodies to fill a place, if you will. That's not fair in itself, and that's misaligned pay. Now, regardless of how we came to that information, We now know it, right, in this example. So what do you do about it? Well, there's possibly there's ways to talk to your management about it and make sure that your experience and your skill set is evaluated. It'd be difficult to mention the fact that you know what 
other employees make in your group, because that really, like I say, should be private and protected. But what you could do is take a look at what your job title is and what other companies are paying in a similar area for a similar task set, a similar skill set. If you see a stark difference in what you were offered, what you're being paid versus what you're capable of receiving at other companies, should you interview, should you have interviewed at those companies, that could be a possible way to bring up some differences in pay and ask them to look and see if there's any way to align the pay more accordingly to your skill set. I mentioned talking about bringing in a warm body in the door with this misaligned pay. This can hurt you as well if you're one of those people and realizing you're not an asset, just a body, just a placeholder doing tasks for a company. Believe it or not, even here in Central Florida, we have large corporations where people, even in upper management, have lack of filters. And what I mean by that is they will openly go up to employees in certain facilities and say, I can get anybody to do this job. I expect you to do it and do it well. Otherwise, you won't be working here. Now, that is an entirely different conversation to have privately. And to be talked that way is completely inappropriate as far as I'm concerned. But if you ever were disappointed with a conversation like that, disrespected, and not shown that you are valuable, I'm sorry. That's the truth about it. We shouldn't be disrespected. We shouldn't be hurt, harmed, verbally or otherwise. And you should be considered a valuable asset to your company, no matter where you work, no matter what role you play. If you're told verbally that you're not, maybe that's not the right environment for you. And that could lead into a reason why you might want to quit your job, but you have to make those decisions. Do you stay tuned into your workplace chat? Do you have a general vibe about how things feel and how things flow? Is it generally a positive environment? Does it seem like you're moving forward in the right direction and supporting each other? It's uplifting. Or is it more of a gossip thing? If it turns into more gossip, more complaining, more storytelling in the workplace, in your environment, maybe that's not the right place for you. Is there the opportunity possibly to move into a different group within your company, one that isn't affected by these um, uh, chat groups or uh, gossip necessarily? Maybe it's related to a particular leader's uh, experience or lack of experience allowing this to occur. Maybe you have a great company to work for, but not a great position or a great group, and switching might help you. In this case, you maybe aren't quitting your job within the company, but you're simply shifting your job from that position to another position in the company. Here's something that actually shocked me when I heard this, but I can totally see it now. With hiring signs everywhere, companies, many companies are desperate to get employees. I would think you'd want to value your employees, appreciate them, and thank them for being committed and being there to do their jobs. What some companies are doing, I believe, is abusing their employees by not following through with their time off. If you're allowed, as a benefit, paid time off, PTO, vacation time, whatever it's called, and then you're not allowed to use it because you're on the road too much or you're called into the office on your days off, that can be a warning sign as well because the company, yes, needs to target their goals. They need to support their customers just as you and I would if we owned a business, but we have to be respectful to make sure we allow our employees time to take a break, to recharge mentally, physically, spiritually, if you will. 
So that's something there that you want to make sure the benefits you're, you're provided when you signed on to that company, you're able to utilize. If it happens once every couple of years, you have a crazy season, crazy customer season of you know selling goods or services, and you're needed to come in on a few days off, maybe you could negotiate with your company management and say, hey, I had some paid time off here. I was called in. I came in to do so because I'm dedicated, but I'd like to ask you to consider rolling that over so that I can use that the following year or negotiate something, maybe a form of payment for your paid time off. So again here, this is just an option with regards to that. What else? Oh, there's a couple others that are key ones. Mistreatment. If you feel you're being mistreated, whether it's verbally, physically, uh, you know, there's a number of ways. If you feel that way, that might be a strong signal it's time to leave. Sometimes mental mistreatment can be just as harmful as physical mistreatment, I believe. And so you need to evaluate your situations. And if you're in a toxic environment, And the toxic environment, honestly, means different things to different people. But it's all about you. You are the resource. You are the talent. If you don't feel appreciated, and worse yet, if you feel that you're in a toxic environment, it might be time to speak up and see if things can get corrected. If your company doesn't seem interested in that, that may signal the time that you'd want to leave and get into a healthier work environment. And finally, we have lack of respect, lack of appreciation, or not a team environment. If you were promised certain things, you'd be working as a team, and then you come to find out the position was misclassified and it's a solo environment, that can be a breach of terms. That is not what they offered you and a clear sign they're not willing to hold up to their point of the um, agreement. If you feel a lack of respect, That then should also be addressed because you should not be disrespected in your work environments. And finally, I would also suggest that if you feel lack of appreciation, it might be time to talk about that. Appreciation can mean different things to different people. Appreciation can mean financial appreciation in the form of pay raises, bonuses. It could mean verbal appreciation, a simple thank you for a job well done or receiving guidance, whether positive or negative in the sense of constructive criticism. There's appreciation in that too. If you're at least communicated with, and hopefully confidently and with clear messaging, unlike what we shared earlier with poor communication and contradicting messages, if you're at least communicated to clearly, then you can make a game plan to improve. From there then, you can address the points that were mentioned and hopefully boost yourself up grow yourself, and have the opportunity for a better performance view, possibly leading to greater appreciation verbally as well as financially. In summary, we've talked about a number of ideas that could be potential concerns for you and I and reasons why you might want to leave your job. Lack of promotional options or lack of promotional opportunities. Lack of growth. Unfulfilled promises by the company or your leadership team, poor communication, contradicting messages, misaligned pay, realizing you're not an asset, just a warm body, staying tuned in your workplace, chat, possibly learning it turned into gossip, not following through on job offer, verbal agreements, mistreatment, and toxic environments, as well as lack of appreciation, respect, 
and lack of a team environment. Finally, followed by the inability to use your benefits such as PTO or paid time off. These items were brought to my attention as I work with a number of students and career growth coaching clients. If one or more of these situations is happening to you, I may be able to help you through. One of my coaching sessions is called Discovery Coaching, and we unpack where you are in your career situation and plan ways, actionable steps to survive it and overcome it. If you're not certain what your next steps are with regards to your job or career path, you owe it to yourself to take at least one hour and book some time with me. We'll unpack where you're at and see where you need to go, a course correction, if you will. Maybe that will give you someone else's food for thought, someone else's insight into the matter, and open up new pathways for you in your job or career field. You can always visit craigancel.com. That's C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L.com to learn more in my coaching classes or my online digital masterclasses. Have a wonderful week ahead and happy Halloween.